You are listening to Drop to Flat, how a Clemson Calamaro can hit the mountain bike world, powered by the Broomwagon podcast and brought to you by Komoot. Welcome to the show. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hello, everybody. How are you doing, people? I'm doing super good. You know what? Last week, and I spent a lot of time going downhill, not on a mountain bike, not on a bike, but I was there with a snowboard. It was the first time in my life. I'm so enthusiastic that you cannot understand how cool it was. But we are not talking about snowboarding here. Maybe in the future we can do something about that. What do you think? Uh, let's see. But anyways, here we are talking about drop to flat, how I can hit the mountain bike world. I can tell you that basically this idea of going downhill on the snow was actually brought to me for making this move into the downhill world. And well, I think that I'm not used to do that. I probably not made to do that, but I'm happy on doing that. And this is always the best approach that I have. Moving into new things with a lot of enthusiasm and really happy, being really happy, or waking up the day after um, being sore everywhere because I just crashed so many times or just I just use some muscles that I've never used before. But let's not talk about me at the moment, just talk about Komoot, because today Komoot is going to be the main character of this episode, last episode, the Drop to Flat show, I would say, yes, uh, because we are going to talk with Elle and Gabi that they are going to tell us a lot about planning on mountain bikes, but also planning in general. It was an amazing chat, a lot of experiences are told in this episode, so tune in here and you're gonna listen to that in a couple of minutes and before that remember that you can take advantage of the code discount code because just if you go on komu.com g like greenland you can get your free region that will allow you to have uh, offline mapping or turn-by-turn navigation on your phone just by writing the code broom so komu.com g and then just write the code broom like broom right broom wagon i'm gonna say thanks to everybody at the end of this episode because it's gonna be also the end of this mini series but for now i just want to say thank you that are listening to it right now and that are gonna be if you still didn't do it you're gonna subscribe you're gonna rate and you're gonna comment this podcast is going to be super helpful for me to jump a bit more on the charts and is a great support. Great support that is also going on coffee, uh, ko-fi.com slash broomwagon. And there, anyways, is everything down in the description below. And there you can also drop me some coins and give me some support and buy me a coffee because it's a great appreciation that I can receive and also helps me on covering some expenses uh, that actually are making this podcast happening every time. And remember my COVID jar? All the time that I'm mentioning COVID or curfew or lockdown or whatever related to that, I'm gonna drop a coin into my COVID jar and then I will collect some money that are gonna go into charity and they're gonna go to Sea-Watch, the amazing NGO with saving life in the central Mediterranean Sea. That life, those lives that are actually trying to escape all the bad things that happen in their country and they're trying to find a better life here in Europe. But most of the time they just 
don't feel good and don't have nice experience by crossing the Mediterranean in super old boats. But let's put it on the side, just remember that I support Sea Watch and if you want you can do it as well. Just go on their website and drop some coins to them. It's super important, really super important. I care a lot about that. Let's talk about the episode of today because it's gonna be the last episode that we're gonna still talk about mountain bike topics, something that is completely new in my cycling experience. I wanted to have on this episode somebody who would help me on knowing a bit more how to plan for mountain bikes because there are so many different things. I tried to give you in any episode some little tips on how to plan your mountain bike ride in Komoot but here is a bit different because we have two experts. We have El and Gabi directly from Komoot. They are the both of them. They made the move from road fixed gear, gravel, so to drop bars from drop bars to flat bars, drop to flat, and they will tell us all this tiny little difference. For example, the difference in the grading of the single tracks, the difference of timing that you need to consider when you are uh, exploring with your bike. What does it mean taking in a proper consideration the uh, the gradient of the climbs also in mountain bike or technical parts and everything like this it was a great conversation it was a lot of fun they gave us a lot of little tips and also they just gave me a lot of super nice experience that happened to them so now it's time for me to stop and then for you to listen yes we will still talk about mountain bikes we will still talk about and with super nice and funny and for sure relaxed mountain bikers or maybe people that move from one side to the other. This time we're going to get a bit more of a topic about uh, route planning. And I would say that probably route planning was never as fun as it is right now at the moment. Thanks to, I would say that without any problem, because I believe in that. Thanks to Komoot that is making route planning so funny. For this reason, I'm here and I'm super happy to have a couple of guests I will talk with about for sure route planning, but I think that a lot of anecdotes and cool stories are gonna pop up. So I'm here together with Eleanor and Gabby from Komoot. Hi there, how are you doing? Hi, yeah. Hi. Is everything good on that side? How is the morning looking? Uh, sorry, I know that actually... Uh, Yes, we're starting the recording now. It's 10.41 for me here. And in UK, it's 9.41. I hope actually that already caffeine kicked in or whatever it was. It's everything okay for sure. Usually 9.41, usually I cannot say two words in a row. I hope that for everybody here, <laughs> I didn't force you in front of a microphone in a weird situation. I hope so. No, I might get uh, a copy no. delivery halfway through if that's okay. Okay, okay, perfect, perfect. Can I have one too, please, Gabby? <laughs> Virtual coffee, sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Usually for me, it's really, yes, it's a really complicated. Usually the second coffee is the one that brings me into conversation before it's just i don't know reading or i know i made my homework in german this morning before talking with you so yeah a bit of a brain the talkative brain actually moved in as well <laughs> yeah maybe i don't know do you want to give us a couple of words of introduction from you do you want to go l okay <laughs> Uh, so I'm Elle. Um, I live in Bristol in the UK, uh, but I'm originally from West Wales. Um, I guess uh, in terms of riding, I started off um, 
just riding around like where I grew up we were really lucky it was kind of the middle of nowhere um and so we kind of had a bit of freedom to roam um around as kids and then when I went away uh, left home I used my bike as a way to get around because it was it was cheap um and it was convenient for me um and then slowly just got into it a bit more became like a proper roadie um all the lycra <laughs> um and I guess yeah that was my thing for a long time I just loved how quickly you could get out of the city into the countryside and explore um things got a bit uh serious um I guess I got into long distance endurance um did like the transcon um a lot of audaxes um last year no, not last year, year before last, uh, fixed gear, long distance riding. I did Paris, Brest, Paris on a fixed gear. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, that was really hard. Uh, I <laughs> not going to do that fit, again in a hurry. I can fit brakes or brakeless? <laughs> With brakes. With yeah. brakes. Both of them? Both of them. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was really grateful for two brakes. There's this really, really like long, gradual descent into Brest. And it's just like, oh, gosh, yeah, it was <laughs> was very painful um but I was the third woman ever to finish PvP wow. on a fixed gear so yeah turns out it really was quite a silly idea <laughs> uh anyways you remember it with fun or is it oh, with pain yeah. okay so the most oh, important some pain definitely <laughs> like type two fun <laughs> okay 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 but usually usually when it's type two fun usually you smile when you tell it back so oh yeah and ev everybody's like you did what <laughs> <It's> like, <"Yeah." laughs> it was exactly my face i don't know if you saw it it's just what <laughs> two breaks <laughs> yeah um but i guess like in terms of like mountain biking so um i maybe like sort of like a, a quite a common story um my partner is really into mountain biking he used to be a cross-country racer um and he got into like um like adventure and like long distance mountain biking with the highland trail 550 and so it was kind of i guess uh expected at some point that i would buy a secondhand hardtail um and have a go um and i really um took a while maybe two years for it to really click with me uh -huh. um and it was only really when i got a dropper post for christmas that i all of a sudden loved flying downhill um i remember going to kumkan uh, which is like a, a mountain bike park in south wales um and like going down this descent and got to the bottom and Liam was like wow do you think you were in control there and I was like yeah it was amazing I love it and he was like you weren't in control <laughs> <laughs> okay okay do you really need to be in control that's the right question I think do you I know I mean it's a, it's a good question to ask I think it's rhetorical but uh -huh. but yeah and then that was it then and um now I think I only ever really ride my road bike when I don't want to wash my mountain bike <laughs> I can feel the pain, but do you wash it regularly or? Not regularly enough. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm in the same team, actually. My gravel bike is completely <laughs> filthy all the time. Tomorrow I need to go out to do a super nice gravel ride that is going to be Strade Komut, by the way, tomorrow. And I'm going to go to meet some friends in Bern. Actually, people that I know just to social media and this and that. So tomorrow I'm going to go there with my completely filthy bike. For sure, I'm going to have some technical problems because I have already my chain that is rattling. It's not 
nice to hear. Uh, but what you have to do, it's uh, kind of it's my attitude. I have a friend of mine who tells me all the time, you have usually super shiny parts that you, you usually don't need. Something like my fork is always clean. I don't know why or whatever. <laughs> but then when it goes to the drivetrain, your bicycle is horrible. I know. Uh, it's attitude. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, what about you, Gabby? Um, so I'm going to tell you maybe quite a similar story to Elle, but possibly the French version. So okay. <laughs> um, I'm also originally from the UK, but most of my like adult life, I've been um, back and forth to like the French Alps. I've just really, really drawn to the mountains. So I was out here for like six years. When I was younger, I went to do a ski season and my parents kept asking when I was coming home and I was like, oh, I'm just going to stay for one more year. It's so good. Mm. Um, and I was all about the snowboarding then and um, the winter sports. Um, and then in the summer, I also have a husband who um, had a mountain bike guiding company and he was always trying to convince me to like give it a go and go riding with him. But in the Alps, like taking up mountain biking is like pretty intimidating. You go to the top of the mountain, it's like often super exposed. The trails are obviously all pretty steep downhill. Um, so we had like the classic couples situation where he was like a super good rider. I was a total beginner. He was kind of bored waiting for me and I was like absolutely terrified. Um, <laughs> and then I had... <laughs> Um, I actually also discovered road cycling um, and absolutely fell in love with it. I mean, obviously in the mountains, um, you have all the beautiful like mountain passes and coals. And it really opened my eyes um, to getting away from the ski resorts and really discovering like what was out there. Um, like Elle, I also decided to like challenge how far I could ride. And um, I rode the Transcon back in 2014. Mm -hmm. um, which was, yeah, like a pretty life-changing experience. Wait, um, 214, you mean the one that started from, let me think, uh, Belgium arriving to Istanbul? Was that uh, period of time? No, it was starting from London then? Uh, yeah, Westminster Bridge we started on, uh, and then we rode to Istanbul, yeah, yeah. Wow, so I don't want to say that, but basically the really iconic ones where the one starting from really one peak of the continent arriving to the other yeah you felt like you really really uh crossed the continent mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. um yeah so that was um awesome and then after riding that i actually like met a guy along the way and he put me in touch with um a road cycling team in the uk and he was like i met this girl and we rode together in the middle of the night uh i think she might be good at like the women's like longer races um so they kind of like took a bit of a gamble I suppose and offered me a race contract I'd never raced before mm -hmm. um so I really had to learn quickly and it was really the tactics that I kind of like had to really like get my head around and I also had to get loads of points so I could get a professional race license so I spent a whole winter riding crits um <laughs> But managed to do it and raced um, for three years and managed to race all over the world and had a really, really amazing experience. Um, I came into it quite late, I suppose. I started racing when I was 26. Um, and yeah, when I got a bit older, it was really like taking up a lot of my time. So I switched a bit more to doing my own adventures. And I also really discovered gravel riding. Um, I had my daughter then as well. So that kind of changed things for me. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah since then I've been gravel riding really discovering that and then that actually led me to want to think about mountain biking again after my previous alpine experience um I was back in the UK and I was also working at Kamut and three times a year we have these really amazing gatherings where we all get together and we explore a new area and we'd done a few where we had like talked about mountain biking or people had gone mountain biking and I thought oh man I've got such bad FOMO <laughs> I really want to be able to go with everyone and ride the trails so I started um, to ride in the UK um, and it was a really great place actually to like build my confidence learn some new skills met some really cool girls um, to ride with as well and now I'm back in the French Alps and I feel way less intimidated I can actually ride the trails um, and it's super fun yeah. yeah, perfect. So you are still again in the situation where, from where you started, basically, mountain bikes going on the alpine trails, super exposed with everything related and super steep with everything related to that. Yeah, I've gone like full circle, but yeah, second time round's been much more successful. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, just wanted to ask you a question to you both because okay actually uh, apart from yes knowing that for Gabi everything started really basically for mountain bike and then it arrives to arrived actually through the old circle back to mountain bike while for you Al actually it was starting a bit on the normal drop bar life and then going to the flat bar and everything can you just tell me in a couple of words I know that there is a word out there I truly believe that it's a word out there. But what's the difference that you found out, actually? Uh, I don't want to say what do you enjoy the most, because I believe that actually you enjoy it and that's it. I don't like to say I'm enjoying something and I, I don't know. I enjoy pizza, but I'm enjoying it way more than sushi. I enjoyed the both of them <laughs> and that's it. You know what I mean? Uh, but I just want to know a kind of a couple of differences. If you want, I can actually start saying which one is the difference between pizza and sushi, but I think it's pretty clear. <laughs> I think for me, a big part of mountain biking is how playful it is. Like when you're road riding, um, I guess it, it, it depends. It depends on your like your outlook. But it, I don't think playful is a word that I would normally associate with riding a road bike. Like it, it might be fun. It might be exhilarating. I might be able to explore. But there's less of that element of play. And I feel like with a mountain bike, you can you can session something, you know, you might be playing around on the trails and, and it does take you back to this really like childlike state where you start off and you can't do something and you try and you try and, and you grow through that and you're like, yeah, okay, no, I need to do this. And this is how I like move my front wheel around. Um, and I just, I find that's a really nice way to learn. Yeah. Perfect. What about you, Gabby? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think for me, it's more like the exploration. Like, I really like to feel like I'm off the road and I'm away from everything. Um, and I like going with a group of mates and feeling like we've been on a bit of an adventure. Um, so, like, really going off into the mountains and, like, finding new trails and, like, seeing what we can ride. Um, I get a totally different feeling from that compared to if I go on a road ride if I go on a road ride I get in and I'm knackered and I feel like I've pushed myself maybe like physically um but yeah it just gives me a different sensation yeah it makes a lot of sense and actually uh also here if I can make a parallel no I'm not gonna talk about food I swear uh but <laughs> it is like so I can see the point that actually mountain bike it's a bit so let's put it in this way basically road bike 
I know that gravel is different, it's a bit of a mix up between the two of them, but uh, road bike, it's how you improve in road bikes, basically. You can improve a bit of the technique, but the marginal gain is super small, and you are just improving with training and getting better physically with training. Of course, when you're training also for mountain bike, but... Um, and I don't want to say it's super loud, but I'm going to say it's super loud. Training, it's so boring. I mean, putting yourself on the indoor trainer and do uh, your intervals and do uh, long distance on the, tra on, the tra on the trainer or just on the road, going for miles and miles to build up the... It's super boring. While on the other side, the playfully part, uh, as you were saying, Al, it's different for the mountain bike because you need actually to learn better how to corner, how to go into rocks, uh, which kind of line is better, which kind of line is faster. And then at the end of it, of course, you will get a bigger smile in your face and you will arrive anyways at home, back at home, completely tired. But probably you are training or just you're giving a bit more of impulse dif to different parts of your brains because of course getting training hard training physical training or whatever for sure you move a bit your brain but on the other side the skills and understanding and absorbing all the techniques into your brain and into your body with the mountain bike is a bit different so i can see actually also this one as a big difference but something that I didn't consider, I have to be completely sincere with you, and for sure you will help me on going through that. Uh, it's what Gabi was saying. So you were saying that actually going on mountain bikes with a bunch of friends or whatever gives you also the feeling of exploration. While from my side, a bit more on the playful side, a bit more on the technique training side, I thought that basically mountain bike was mostly, let's put it in this way, uh, mostly um, going over and over to the same trails in order to build up your technical skills. But no, so you can go a bit more deep into and you can tell me a bit more about the exploration thing. Do you think that actually you can go out also for several hours? Uh, not do you think. You can go also out with a mountain bike for several hours and also enjoying the outdoor, right? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you can do so many different types of mountain biking. And that's the thing that's nice. Like if you've got a short amount of time, you can go session a trail and try and like improve some skills. You can go ride bike park and just have a laugh with your mates. Or one thing that's really helped me actually with commute is it's really shown me that you can plan a mountain bike route and actually go and do something like a bit more interesting or like take the whole day and really go and feel like you're going on a proper proper epic um mm. i remember l you told me you did some quite cool stuff when you were in Atlantic, actually i remember you're telling me about a really cool route um, oh yeah we had well we had some misadventures as well um, <laughs> <laughs> of course of course <laughs> yeah so um we were super lucky last summer we managed to get across from the uk to annecy like in a in one of those little gaps between um quarantines and mm -hmm. lockdowns and we just rode some amazing routes and it's kind of like Again, like either like connecting little bits. So there'd be some parts that were maybe on the map as highlights. Um, so that's like when a commute user like shares like a place or a trail that they think is awesome and you should know about. Um, or like like really like famous like descents or climbs that were kind of you you know, you hear about and then it's like trying to link them together into like a little loop. So looking at 
like the different trails, um, like looking into like what they might be graded at in OSM and being like, okay, yeah, so we can definitely like, we can climb up that way. Then we could like traverse here, like here's a bit of track, a bit of road. Um, and then this looks like an awesome descent, but it also might be like impossible. And so, yeah, I can remember we climbed up, the, is it the GR96? Um, yeah, that goes through, um, yeah, yeah, it must be actually. Yeah. Um, and we got to the top of that and then we'd rooted ourselves down this descent and we got there and it was just way, it was just way above my skill level. Um, and so I was a bit like, I'm not even going to try this. Uh, <laughs> it was like this crazy, like rock. Um, it, like, oh, it, like you could barely like scramble over it with without your bike. I don't know how, but you could see like chain ring marks and, and like pedal clips. It was like people ride there, like, wow. <laughs> like what's not for me. So I was like, right, we need like this is this isn't. There's no point <laughs> trying to go down this. Let's just like pull back a little bit. And then we saw like just going off to the side, like oh look, there's a little trail. Let's just let's just see where that goes. And we found this like ancient like cart track that had eroded and was now like more like a wide single trail. And it was just covered in really deep, like, um, like dried out leaf mulch. So it was just really like loamy and super fun. And we came down and there was this like really old little bridge. It was boiling, boiling hot. So we like left the bike, scrambled down, like dunked ourselves in the river and sort of like, okay, where's like, where was our track? Okay, we'll like go along this bit and then ended up finding the road um, and actually joining back onto the route. And so that's, that's been like super fun, just like linking up all these little things and like yeah not being afraid to say <laughs> that's not for me because there's so many other little trails and, and what's like some somebody's like awesome trail is like maybe not for you but that doesn't mean that you can't find something yeah alternative no yeah it makes a lot of sense and actually this is the beautiful thing i believe of off-road cycling isn't it so you don't need to stick on something or on a surface that you think okay this surface on a road bike is not feasible actually you will find so many things and so many trails and so many i don't know fire roads or whatever you want to call them uh to link one trail to the other and then going mm. the whole way through, yes, um, the exploration that you want to make. So that's why you can also make really, yes, a really long travel also with the mountain bike anyways in the off-door in general. Of course, if you have suspension, it's even better. So you can really link everything. And the funny thing is that you don't really need to go fast because you don't have KOM in mind when you are in this kind of situation. <laughs> so even if you are going on the tarmac with your full suspended bike and it takes twice longer than a mountain, than a road bike, who cares? <laughs> but sometimes those tarmac bits are really nice because you can you can relax and you can chat and you sort of like, oh, it wasn't that awesome, Did, you know. Mm -hmm. So I have to tell you, for example, a little story. I usually go out with a really good friend of mine. He comes with his full suspended cross-country bike and I go with the gravel bike. So basically we are doing some really nice trails that are trails that are here around Zurich. We go together. And at a certain point, from time to time, you have to link two different dirt sections with a tarmac part, right? Well, this is the moment where, especially downhill, where uh, Peter and I, I go there with my kind of uh, chicken style 
of downhill, also with a gravel bike, and he goes there, jumps uh, all around the border of the road, or jumps and try to, tries to find some kind of obstacles to to jump on. That can also be playful to go on the tarmac with a with a mountain bike from time to time. If you are not there, just with the thing in mind to improve your performances, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, we actually introduced it slightly because I truly believe that we said that mountain bikes is super fun. Mountain bike is super playful. Mountain bike can be really great for exploration. But maybe let's jump a bit more into the topic and on the plus and all the tips that you can give me and us in terms of planning and everything. So just kick in. Uh, tell us a bit more on how is to plan mountain bike routes with Komoot. So I'm going to tell you what I do <laughs> and then maybe Elle can also jump in and she can tell you if she does anything differently. Yeah. Um, but when I plan on Komoot, um, what I always do is firstly put it into the mountain bike route planner. We have like tons of different map overlays and we have a mountain bike specific one. And that's really cool because it pulls up all the map features that are super important when you're on the mountain bike. Um, and in particular, if there's um, the information available, like in the base map, which is OpenStreetMap, the uh, trails are color graded and they're all pop up. So you just see this absolute like really colorful network of trails like dotted all around the place. And then you get a really quick visual of like the good areas to ride in. Um, then I'll start like zooming in and really looking at the trail detail. So um, you can see if it's going to be like a path or if it's going to be more of a mountain path out, out here because the mountain paths like a dash line compared to a solid line for um, a normal trail. And then you can see if it's going to be more of a gravel track as well, which is super useful, obviously, for climbing. Um, when you zoom in closer, you can then see the trail grading. So the grading system for single track goes from S0 to S5. S0 is like, I'll take my two kids, it, they'd be fine. Okay, so uh, you can take also me with you. This means that yeah. actually also Stefano can come. Okay. <laughs> you can come. Uh, S5's like, you need to prepare, be prepared to like maybe have your bike on your shoulder. Okay. And then obviously everything's like in between on that like sliding scale. Um, and it also shows you in brackets if it's different climbing to descending. So it might be an S2 trail on the way down, but if you're considering climbing it, it might be an S3 because obviously it's quite technical. You're going uphill, it's going to be harder. So you can also really like see if you want to have a go at riding it or if you think maybe the gravel track or the road is a better way to get your, your vertical ascent. Um, and then Elle mentioned earlier, we also have highlights on the map. So these are like tons and tons of little red dots. And these are like invaluable. Um, they're all uploaded by like users. So people who have been riding, hiking, doing sports and like exploring in the area. And um, they give you like imagery, tips. You get all this like awesome information. Um, it's like it's basically like you've got a local best mate available all the time to tell you exactly where to go mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and it really helps you find the local stuff so we can all jump on like the internet and find the tourist information but actually the really really nice things are the things that people have discovered on their own adventures 
yeah and yeah, people yeah. put really helpful tips in there like recommend going like east to west for the like for the best descent or they might say like times of year so like my fit one of my favorite trails like in about a month's time everything will be covered in like wild garlic um and so wow. just little bits like that you can explore like a local it's just super cool yeah 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 um just want to go a tiny bit more technical uh on that actually first i don't know what question do you want to start? I will start with that one. When you are planning on Komoot, something like you're planning your next trip, I'm planning my next trip, mountain biking from Zurich to Milan through mountain bike path. It's better for me doing it on mobile or on desktop, so on computer. So I would always plan in detail on the desktop. Um just because doing everything on like a bigger screen with like a mouse and keyboard is just so much easier. Um, and then you've got like a higher zoom level and things like that. Um, but Komoot is also like absolutely awesome on mobile and I use it all the time to plan on the fly. So if you're like out and about and you're like you're riding and you have some disaster or something or you actually think I'm having the best time ever, I'm going to go a longer way. <laughs> um, you can replan your route and then you can navigate straight away like from your phone or you can ping your route across to your device. So Kamut's got really good integrations with loads of devices on the market. Um, and in particular, things like Wahoo and Garmin, we've got like really advanced um connections with so yeah you don't need a computer at all mm. um and you can download all your routes and mapping for offline so if you find yourself really like in the middle of nowhere you've got no signal you can make sure that you do still have like the navigation available yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh yes maybe one thing that i will remember <laughs> i'm gonna try to make this thing and if i make some mistake please stop me and say stefan okay let us do the talk in this way but i just want to remember that anyways komoot is free for everybody online but if you want to unlock all the cool features like offline mapping and turn-by-turn uh, um, -turn navigation and something similar to that, you should, you may consider uh, getting the full maps uh, option. And uh, probably this is the best way, especially if you are planning to do long trips or if just you want to be safe on having all your maps all the way, all the times, wherever, available on your phone if you download them. That's super, super helpful. And it costs just a few bucks. I don't remember how much is it, basically. But it's in the in Swiss franc, it's around the 50s number, if I am saying this correctly. So... <laughs> um, so, yeah, thanks a lot. So, as you were saying, something like interesting, if you are, if you have time, if you are making your time in planning or your trip or whatever, doing in desktop is a bit more helpful and handy. And on the other side, while you are on the road and you have to, yes, put around some uh, uh, ch changes or the tours or whatever, you can do it on your phone and uh, it's really, really helpful. Um, when we were starting uh, talking about the planning of mountain bikes and everything, um, actually, uh, Gabi, you were saying that you can put the mountain bike, I have here the interface in front of my face, uh, the different layers. So I think that actually the best way to start planning for mountain bike is first of all, go to the route planner, uh, select a sport mountain biking, or you have also another option, and maybe I'm going to ask you which one is the difference between mountain biking and enduro. 
mountain biking probably is better for the sense but i will let you make the talk on that um so putting the right sport in the right uh, place. And then here on the right side of your screen, you're gonna have the layers, the select map layers option. And then also there, it's better to put the mountain bike map, right? This is actually the way to plan perfectly for mountain bikes. Yeah, so the, the mountain bike map, it's um, a premium feature. Um, but it, Ah, that's why, okay. So that's probably why, you, yeah, yeah, why you've got it. Um, but it's super useful because what it does is where you have single trail that's graded outside of a bike park, for example, it will highlight it on the map in like the color of the grading. So like around me, for example, around Bristol, I can see loads of little little red and blue lines just like pop up mm -hmm. and it just invites you to, to link them all up into a big epic ride. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see it here. Actually, so the red and the blue, which one is the difference? So the red is like an S2. Mm -hmm. um and blue is like an s1 so blue is um blue is probably well i don't know about around zurich but around here i'm quite happy taking my gravel bike down a, a blue or an s1 trail uh but s2 i'd probably take my um cross-country mountain bike yes i have it here in front of me so yeah for example this part here it's yeah, there's no color, so it means that it's... Yeah, there, there are also something... No, I have it here. So I have the blue one is the highway cross. Uh, yes, I know exactly this one is in uh, the Silvald. And yeah, it's something that I can do with no problems with my gravel bike. And I really suck in technical skills. Uh, the red <laughs> ones are, yes, the easiest one. Yes, I got them. I got them. Perfect. Um, yes, uh, also I wanted to ask you, so which one is the difference between choosing mountain bike in the route planning and enduro mountain bike? So it's essentially, it's the two different algorithms. So mountain bike is kind of, I guess, what we would think of as cross country. Mm. Um, so it's the S0 to S2 trails that it will it will pick, um, whereas enduro mountain biking will incorporate S3 and above. Um, so the basically with the S gradings for single trail, I think the bigger the number, the bigger the rocks. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you want like steep technical descents, you want to be choosing enduro. Um, okay. Yeah. But also, I think one thing that's quite important is when you're planning mountain bike or also gravel riding, you should really like consider your geographical location. Because if you're living somewhere like super flat, for example, and you know there's not much like mountain biking around, you can like probably take in some of the mountain bike trails on your gravel bike. But then, like, obviously, if you're out in the Alps, for example, you would probably really struggle taking your gravel bike down a blue trail um <laughs> unless you are like very very skillful or don't mind um yeah being bounced around <laughs> yes 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 in all the part of your body not only from your bike actually also yourself <laughs> bouncing around yeah it makes sense um i think there's a big part of route planning that's often like overlooked but like you really need to like first like consider yourself like know yourself like what kind of riding do you like do you like steep technical descents do you hate them you know do you like taking your bike for a walk if it means that you get to have like a better adventure or do you just want to ride like you know perfectly groomed fire roads um I think this is something that like everybody should spend like a little bit of time just like check in with yourself like what kind of ride do I want to plan um, and then like go looking for those features. Mm -hmm. Yes, makes a lot of sense. We were talking before um, about 
highlights. So in the route planning in Komoot, you can actually check according to the kind of sport, the kind of ride that you put, you can check the uh, the different highlights. But there are also ways, actually, if you zoom in, you can find also the highlights for any other sport. Am I wrong with that? Yeah, no, you're right. So um, when you select the mountain biking, for example, the mountain bike highlights will become the most prominent on the map. And then other highlights that might still be interesting will still appear, but they'll just be smaller. So as you increase your zoom level, more and more of these recommendations pop up. And actually, when I'm planning a mountain bike ride, I will often check the hiking highlights as well, because they're still like totally relevant. And sometimes if I'm really questioning if something's rideable, I'll check the hiking highlight if there is one. And I'll see what the hikers have to say about it. If they tell me they were like clinging to like the rock face, <laughs> I know that I'm not going there. But um, just getting that visuals, like super helpful. Um, I'll also often actually put it into satellite mode at that point if I'm really doing some mm. deep, deep planning. Um, and the zoom level's super high. So I can zoom in really far. I can check out what the hikers are saying. Um, and you can press the letter M on your keypad or there's a little I symbol and that will also lift your active route planning line. So then you can really see underneath and try and get a bit of a bird's eye view on um, what the trail is going to be like. Yeah, uh, yeah. you actually, this was a tip that I gave in one of my last steps. Now I'm losing the track because this is going to be an episode that is going to arrive probably late in March. I think that I said that for me, it was two weeks ago, but probably it was in January. I don't remember. But that's a super good point. So pushing the M letter on, especially on the satellite view, to really check how the trail look like and that's super super important because in this way you can really see okay i'm putting myself in a fire road or i'm putting myself really on a track on a single track that is really going around some trees and rocks and that's super important mm. i also just like yeah check the contour lines as well that's like super useful um and when you are routing and you can see your elevation profile, you will also get warning signals. So if you route yourself on something that's super steep, you'll get like a small, like a small dot will pop up and it will tell you. <laughs> so you can make an informed decision. Um, and I was actually doing um, some route planning yesterday and I tried to route myself along an alpine like mountain hiking trail and um, it did warn me as well that it was like unsuitable. It was like an unsuitable riding surface. And when I zoomed in, it, you could really tell that it was like really rocky and like really exposed. So um, yeah, Kamut does try and warn you <laughs> before you ride. Yeah. The um, the cool thing about the elevation profile is yeah. that it's all interactive. And so as you scroll through your elevation profile, it will tell you the surface type and the way type as well as the gradient and you can actually there's a little blue drop down arrow and you can overlay your way types and your surfaces onto the elevation profile and so I find that really useful if I've got like a, a long sustained climb like what is that surface you know because if I'm climbing on a fire road then that's probably fine but if it's a long sustained climb on S2 then I've probably run out of gas and I'm I'm pushing my bike up and then ditto for like a descent, you know, if it's a super, super steep descent and it's going to be gnarly um, versus actually, if you know, you have a look and it's like, okay, that's an S1. So that's going to be loads of fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then you also just know what's coming as well. Like 
I'm I'm all up for adventure. Um, but sometimes you just want to like know what to expect. And especially if you're taking some friends out with you. Yes. Um you want to give them like a just especially like like my my mates might be like, oh yeah, like what, you know, Elle's planned a ride, like what bike do I take? Do I take my gravel bike? Do I take my mountain bike? And you can kind of just send them the route and say, like, look, this is this this is what it looks like. These are the surfaces, these are the technical bits. And they can make their own decision based on their skill level and what they like to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I can see completely the point. And actually, the point that you focused on, so when you're bringing people with you. So I'm completely in with exploration. I found myself so many times with my road bike in places where you just want to walk. But when I'm by myself, it's fine, you know, I can actually consider, ah, okay, if I'm getting a bump on the a bump on your bike or whatever, it's fine, I'm out because I want to use <laughs> the tool. You can laugh about it after. Yeah, absolutely. It's something like, okay, I just want to be out and have fun, I don't care. Or just if I completely waste my cleats because I've been walking for half an hour, I'm fine with that. But on the other side, people want to know. So most of the time, actually, I will go out. Where are we going? I don't know. Or basically, the question that actually a friend of mine once told me, Stefano, are we lost? No. But do you know where we are? No. So <laughs> this is what happens to me all the time. So I can understand that basically giving to people a bit of tools to understand where you are going at at least something like 90% of knowledge of what you are doing it's way better and this is the perfect way um as well something that you were uh, also focusing on and it's actually the downhill that can be super gnarly this could be way more annoying walking down a super steep descent <laughs> rocky than going up for me going up it's fine you can walk on it you carry your bike you arrive on top you use your bike also as a stick in order to hang yourself somewhere so it's perfect but downhill Better to keep an eye on that, of course. <laughs> um, I have another couple of questions. One for sure, but I forgot, I forgot it, so I will go for the second one. Um, yes, I'm going to start from that. But um, you do you have something like, because we all know that something like planning a gravel ride or even better, a road ride of 100 kilometers, let's say, it's something feasible. You know that if you are slow, if there is a lot of climbs, you're going to be out for six hours. But there is, or just climbing up a tarmac road of 16, 17% as well, it's, it can be doable. But everything changes when you're going into gravel and even more when you're going on mountain bike. So you can, can you give us a couple of tips or ideas on how to plan your beginning of the season, also mid of the season, mountain bike ride consciously? And when I mean consciously, I don't mean actually don't drink in the middle of the, of the ride. If you want, <laughs> you can do it. If so, but yeah. <laughs> Um, I've got a good tip, um, which I use all the time um, when we're bikepacking. Um, so a couple of summers ago, we did two weeks bikepacking around Slovenia and we bit off way more than we could chew because, yeah, it was taking us a long time to cover distance. There was a lot of climbing. Some of the downhills are really technical. And when your bike is weighed down by your bikepacking bags, like it doesn't handle the same. Um, so now when I'm planning like my first mountain biking ride or like first bikepacking trip for a while and I'm not sure what's possible, uh, Kamut has this little fitness uh, slider yes. line. And so you can say if you're like average, if you're pro, 
And if I'm bikepacking, I turn it right down to couch potato. (laughs) And what that does, (laughs) just basically assumes that it'll take you longer to cover the distance. And I find that super helpful in making sure that I don't like overcook myself. Um, And if I arrive there, if I arrive at the destination early, then like, that's great. You've got time for a beer. Um, But there's like, there's nothing worse than like, yeah, you're running out of daylight. You're not sure how much, like, how much battery life your lights have got. Or what, like, it's going to be harder to find a nice camp spot in the dark. So yeah, couch potato is my pro tip. That's super bad. I never, <laughs> you know that I'm super bad. I never, I just put it in the middle. Uh, it's like everything, something like leave it there. Don't think about that. But now you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put couch potatoes everywhere so when i'm gonna come back home i'm gonna say look how faster i was or just if i arrive on time i said okay anyways i suck anyway so it's fine no but it's a great great tip yeah you always feel good about yourself yes yes yeah no but it's super good tip actually i never use that it's super super helpful thanks a lot what about you gabby what's your tip oh more tips yeah yeah more tips gabby here we need actually to feed people with cool things to do or just not to feel bad when they arrive too late to the base camp yeah couch potato is definitely good for your ego um um, mountain bike planning I suppose it's actually relevant for everything and this is just something that I'm really bad at I think definitely just really pay attention to like the elevation gain because that's the main thing that's going to slow you down (laughs) and I'm like notorious for like planning routes with like outrageous elevation and thinking (laughs) 30 kilometers 5,000 meters (laughs) yeah I had like an epic in um Corsica actually like me and my husband lived in a van for three months and we just did like a ton of riding to get ready for Transcon and he was like like always like planning the routes and I was like I'm planning the route tomorrow it's my turn he was like yeah all right all right so I planned a route I was like we're going to do 170k like it's going to be great we're going to go into the mountains and he was like you realize there's like 7,000 meters elevation in there and I was like fine fine (laughs) (laughs) and it was like the hardest day on a bike I've ever had (laughs) I can imagine absolutely epic and now I'm just really conscious of like really checking the elevation um (laughs) making sure that I don't just think like oh it's 40k it's fine because if it's 40k and it's got 2,000 meters and it's obviously going to really slow you down yeah yeah if I can (laughs) add something like a little anecdote on that for myself um I was doing the it was in Ansi Absolutely. It was the Etape du Tour 2018. Uh, yes, 2018, definitely. And I remember that I was in charge of booking the BMB for the night before. And obviously the night after the race. And so I went around, I found actually this super nice and lovely and cheap BMB. And I said, okay, cool, book it, whatever, perfect. And then after that, I sent it to my friends and I said, look, we're going to stay here, blah, 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 blah. Then a friend of mine just called me, Stefano, yes. Did you realize that actually you have to do something like 500 meters of uh, uh, of elevation in three kilometers to arrive there? I think it's fine for the day, the day to arrive there, but on the way back is not something that you want to do. And then I said... Oh, yeah, probably you're right. <laughs> so, Gabby has a very similar story. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, with um, with Fiola. Fiola. Yeah, we um, me and 
Fiona and I, one of our other commute colleagues, decided to ride to one of our commute gatherings. And we were pretty chill with the route planning. And um, we were also pretty relaxed in the mornings. <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't setting off too early. And um, yeah, we were kind of like, we've got commute. We're planning on the fly. It's fine. And we did do that. <laughs> and one day we were just sat and it was about four in the afternoon. I think we were just having a chartreuse. <laughs> in Chartreuse, yeah. um, at the bottom of the, the mountain. And we checked our commute and we realised we had a 1,000 metres vertical to do in the next 10 kilometres. Wow. So we basically had like a 10% climb to take us to our destination. Um, and I think we ended up actually getting... We went up to um, the Verkhoz National Park and we ended up making it up there in the dark. And then we also hadn't really thought about where we were going to be eating in the middle of a national park in the middle of the night. So we were just, yeah, very hungry and had to convince some people who were on a climbing trip to like let us join them for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way. But that's the point, you know. Uh, yeah. Making some mistake and misplanning because it happens. We have to be, you know, we are here. We are saying all the time. Yes, we are planning. It's everything. Fine. No, even if you are super precise, and I'm, and I'm talking about a lot of friends of mine and a lot of people out there that are really meticulous on planning. They know everything, so they go out after making plans into different apps, and then having three backups on their phone, and then having using also maps on the ride or whatever, also for them, usually misplanning, that happens to everybody, is the best way to make fans. Because at a certain <laughs> point, you need to survive, right? So you need to find a place where to eat. You need to find, I don't know, a place to camp or you need to find somebody to carry you up or down or the thing that actually misplanned. <laughs> and that's something that you need to consider. Planning is good. Misplanning can be also fun. <laughs> I do have another tip, actually, as well. Go ahead. When you are <laughs> in your planning screen on Kaboot, there's a little plus button, and if you click on it, it will pull up all the like the list of the points of interest, and that is actually really, really useful because you can click on uh, like food places, water fountains, campgrounds, and you can really customize your map view. So you can make sure that you are including like those important things. So if I'm riding in the summer and it's going to be like 35 degrees, I do make sure that I am passing points where I can refill my water bottle. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was actually, as I was saying, I am uh, putting here, I have my screen in front of me on the, my left, so sorry if I'm not watching this screen, I'm watching this other. And I completely find, yes, the add waypoint plus button. And that's perfect. You can find highlights, you can find swimming pools or uh, places for kids, natural sites, parks, food and drinks, camping. And that's super, super important, especially as you were saying, uh, that's another super important one, important one actually too. Bike repair places and shelters. When you feel yeah. yourself and you find yourself in the middle of a, a storm, probably you will find also shel uh, shelters and that's super, super cool to check and talking about fountains and water uh, supplies and stuff especially when you are in the alps in the trails there in the alps of course there are there's water everywhere you go there overconfident all the time i'm gonna find a place to fulfill my bottles or whatever but from time sometimes it's not that easy and having it there it's super super cool and then putting it into your planning 
That's super perfect. Thanks a lot. I just want to ask you another thing still about planning. So we know that actually probably, yes, I would say probably the best place to start any exploration on Komoot is to push the route planner and go from there and trying to understand of connecting highlights or trails that you want to ride and everything like this. But actually there is also another super cool um, Yes, feature in Komoot, still I'm here on the desktop. Uh, you go on the button that is actually the, the homepage, discover, and then you put there your sport and the location where you want to start or the area and everything like that. How helpful is that? And how better is to start from one side or from the other side? So from the discover page or to the root planner page? Um, yeah, the discover is like, super useful um especially if you just want like some ideas or if you're in a new area you can put in that you want to like mountain bike gravel ride road ride and then you can really like select your criteria so you can say how difficult you want it to be um so if you want it to be difficult it will do things like increase your elevation for example um and you can also put in the maximum time that you want to be out and it will show you a load of smart tours um, and smart tours have to fit um, quite a lot of different criteria. So they have to be really, really recommendable. So you can um, feel confident that you're going out and you're going to be doing a cool route. Um, I also try and find other people who are active um, and doing a similar type of riding to me in my area and follow them on Kamut because Kamut's really cool for if I see like Elle's done a really cool ride in Bristol, I can create a copy of her tour. And if I know that she mountain bikes and does like enjoys the same stuff as me, I can maybe guess that that might be a cool route to go and do. But I can also edit that tour so I can take the copy, but I could change the start point to my house, for example, or um, I could make the route a bit shorter, all of these kind of things. Um, and I found that like really cool in the past um yeah i found some cool gravel riders around where i used to live and i used to um like borrow their routes all the time <laughs> yeah 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 i want to say something about this point because i think it's really cool borrow their tracks i if i will never stress this enough then if you are making a route or you're making something like a good day of exploration whatever is the sport or whatever it is and you Think always about your friends. If you think, for example, oh, okay, I've done this and fits perfectly the skills and the attitude and the way of cycling of Gabby or of L, share it with them. Send a little message. There is the super helpful share button, button and share it with them and they're going to use it from time to time. Or even better, even if they didn't ride with you, just tag them into your roots. I think it's super interesting in that way, actually, the person on the other side can start building up collections or if they can but collection things and having something like a good portfolio of rides that is really recommended and cured by for example from Stefano by myself or from them to my side and that's super cool because actually there is always something new to explore and if you are exploring something cool it's good to share it with your community and uh, that's super nice or otherwise go and check from time to time on your mates on your people uh track or what they are doing or whatever you will always when you're bored at work or whatever lunch break go and check there you're gonna find some cool <laughs> stuff 
yeah. I also think it's like super useful when you upload a tour, you can put in the like comment box below, you can write a description. Yeah. And sometimes like if I've done something really cool, I'll try and like write a good description in there to be like, this is an amazing mountain bike trail. It took in X, Y, Z. Or if I do something and I want to share it to my feed, but I actually think it, there might be sections that kind of weren't so good. I'll also put like, like ride at your own risk or I'll put like there was a kilometer where I decided to take this trail, but actually the one to the right looks like it could have been the better option um, and really give people like some some information. And that's something like um, something that is happening really, really often, something that I'm seeing around all the time. So people going out for a ride, going out for a long day of cycling or whatever, put on or also planning something, put on into the description something like in the first comment the description of what is going to be and blah, blah, blah. And so people can follow that or focus or do inside this. This is exactly what happened. So little story. Uh, I have these two uh, kind of, I will call them digital friends that are Andreas and Sara. They are living close to Bern. And we actually got the first time in kind of, we crossed lines the first time a couple of years ago when I was at the Silk Road mountain race and they were there making their all world exploration on, on the bike. So I told them, look, you're also there. Yes, we are here. That started chitty chatting. We never really met in person in Bishkek because they were moving to the next uh, direction. I think that they were going to, mm, I don't remember where, but anyways, they were going east, probably in China. And we never met. Then also here in Switzerland, we never met, even if they came back and blah, blah, blah. And then actually I was thinking, okay, I want to do also the Strade Komoot on Saturday. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to do something. I went on Komoot to do my route planning and they saw that on their account, they were planning a super cool route for tomorrow, basically for Saturday. And they were writing there, yes, we're going to do this, this and that, blah, 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 blah. So for um, the planning that looked great and the description in the comment, I said, okay, cool. I think that that's the thing that you have to do. We never met in person. For me, Bern is one hour with the train. I wrote them a message and say, okay, they're in the comments. What time are you leaving? Because I'm not an early morning person. We're leaving at 10. Perfect deal. We're going to go together. And so tomorrow we're going to go there. We're going to be out together. And just, it's a little thing. Plan your thing, publish it put a comment with a little description and people in your feed or also people that are not in your feed, but they are friend of a friend or whatever, they can get back because riding is better with with other people. That's the point. For me, the social part of riding is still the best. And it's super nice as well. Like Kamut's mission is to like make great adventures accessible to all. And sometimes like those of us who do know the good places to go, it's like, it's so rewarding to share those. Like I think like we use the term like to inspire people a lot, but Kamut really makes that content actionable. You're not just showing people this amazing view and like lucky me, it's like, here's this amazing view and here's how you can get there as well and how you can have an awesome adventure. And it's just like, it's there at your fingertips. I think that's really powerful. Yes, yes. I'm seeing like, I'm seeing like more and more as well because you can now create these like collections on Kamut where you're getting like, like, like a super nice place for storytelling you can complete a really cool ride it might have been like a multi-day or it might be a series of gravel routes in your area or mountain bike routes and you get the visual the big description you can see all the routes on the map and then the individual tours below 
And um, it seems to be becoming a bit of a place as well for people to have really interesting conversations. So in the collection comment section, people are like, oh, wow, the Colorado Trail. Like, I've always wanted to do that. Like, what happens on day six? Is, and like, it's a really great place to also connect with people and like learn more about maybe like the bigger routes or what it's like to ride a certain like area region or yeah yeah um maybe another little we didn't talk enough about that so i would love you to explain it a bit more and tell us a bit more of that because another super powerful feature and tool in komoot that will help people getting there and exploring some new places and let people know on how many cool places that are around is the highlights. So that's another thing that we should probably uh, push everybody to put highlights all the time that you're finding good routes and good places where you arrived and blah, blah, blah. Spend a couple of minutes on putting there in highlights or commenting on the highlights that is already there in order to give more information. I think that also this one is super important. Yeah, so like it's actually really easy as well when you complete a ride, especially if you've taken photos on your phone, they're all geotagged around your route. So you can really like remember <laughs> the nice places because otherwise sometimes it can be hard. You're like, that waterfall was really cool, but where was it? Yeah. Um, so you can just click through when you upload your ride and it will say, do you want to like create a highlight? And then you can see your photos on the map and you can think like, actually, yeah, I really want to like share that trailhead. I want to share that amazing viewpoint or that picnic bench or whatever it is that you found. Um, and it just takes you two minutes. You put a title, you add like a description, um, upload any additional photos and then that's it. It's live on the map for other people to use. Um, and it will also ask you to rate any highlights you've passed, which is also super important because then all the highlights are constantly being reviewed and highlights that people are saying like, yes, that's brilliant, like great highlight. They've become more prominent and visible on the map. Highlights that maybe people aren't so into will become like smaller. Um, and you can also flag highlights. So if you came across something and you were like, mm, that's the location's not quite right or mm -hmm. it's just, not not a good highlight you can flag it and it will be removed from the map so that keeps the quality like really really high yes 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 absolutely no 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 that's uh something super super important and it's as you were saying is easy to do and i would really say that of course people thanks a lot for your great work that you're doing at komoot on building up the algorithm and uh an application that is really easy to uh to use and uh, to put people together and stuff but i would say that probably the most important thing that at Komoot you're doing is building up a community that is really there, happy to help and happy to share the perfect rides of exploration or adventure that are taking out there. This is really the most, I would say, the most important thing. I hope that all your tech colleagues are not going to shout at me after saying that they're doing a great job, no, of course, without a super perfect technical platform Nobody will talk about that, but the community side is the one that actually inspires me a lot every day. I don't think they'll be angry at you. Uh, well, okay. 
if 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 they are then we'll stand up for you thank you thank you <laughs> obviously we think the community is great <laughs> <laughs> of course thanks a lot for that thanks a lot for that now they, uh, they, they i will try to to defend myself or to hide perfectly um, <laughs> <laughs> or you could buy them beer and that will just calm them down i love it yes yes next time that i'm gonna actually ride around and being around there in germany or in berlin where most of the people that they know from komut live it's i'm gonna do that Br- bringing beers anyways but this time i know why <laughs> I uh, just want to ask you two little more other things. And uh, we were talking about planning, we were talking about big exploration, we were talking about going around, we were talking about communities around that. But how do you think and how much do you think it's important as well, a good planning, a good checking and a good community around you also for discovering something cool just in your backyard, on your backyard? Something like... because. We always think, okay, I know, for example, living in Zurich, I know all the trails like the back of my hand here. I know everything. I know where to go. I don't need even to check on my computer and know where I'm going and blah, blah. But it's not like this. You will always find something. You will always find somebody who knows more than you about trails. But how do you put this in a contest? What do you think about that? Oh, one thing actually that's been like super cool is I think with all the restrictions in the last year, there's been so many people really, really exploring their backyards. And we've had loads of uh, messages from like riders and hikers and they've just said like, like, thank you for like the highlights and um, or they said like they can't believe it. They've lived in an area for 20 years and then they found this like woodland that they'd never explored before or yeah, like a new section of trail or something like that and I think you can get really comfortable where you live and you can do the same rides because it's easy but actually there's just like I think there's always something to discover yeah yeah absolutely absolutely well saying that I'm actually walking riding descending whatever it is to the last thing that I want to ask you because we just talked about backyard rides well which one is your favorite backyard ride that you're doing on a mountain bike? Because this is a mountain bike miniseries. So um, actually in the first lockdown, we discovered this little um, like area of woodland in a coombe just outside Bristol. And it's amazing because it's like it's natural trails. It's been slightly built up um, by some people that live locally, but it's just super fun. There's this like bridal way that you climb up. And then there's all these different like little downhill options and they have like some features like little like bomb holes where trees have fallen down, um, like rooty features, like slightly bermy corners. Um, and it's just it's so amazing. You feel like you're so far away from the city um, and in about a month's time it will be full of wild garlic and bluebells and little lambs. And it's just so beautiful but also the riding is super fun and you do not feel like you are like 10-15 minutes um from the city center so yeah that's my that's my favorite perfect what about yours gabby well so we've just moved like three weeks ago so i've got a whole new backyard to explore wow (laughs) that will be something like super exciting for the summer um we actually lived down in annecy before and i think we, we lived at the foot of Semnos and that was also like a total saviour for me this year because in France we were so restricted. We had the one kilometre rule and then we also had the 20 kilometre rule. Um, but we did have an amazing trail at the foot of Semnos where you could do a gravel climb up 
Um, and then you had this trail that came all the way back down. It was like super interesting, but it was also like had amazing views. It was like on the edge, along the edge of the mountain. So when you felt like you were really restricted, it was just such a breath of fresh air and you felt like you could go, you could lap it maybe three times. And that was like a super nice thing to do at lunch or um, after work. Um, and yeah total savior <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect well i just remember right now that we named uh covid twice today so these are my coins uh, uh just no because i don't know if i told you yeah you need a bit of context so i have a covid jar so all the a broom wagon covid jar all the time that myself or my guests are naming covid uh, I'm just putting some coin inside and everything is gonna, I'm gonna collect, I hope, because actually we, you, we are in the situation, especially now, that is something like situation is getting a bit more scary, but uh, we're in the situation that we are putting a lot of coins. I hope I will collect a good bunch of money and all of it is gonna go to the Sea-Watch charity for helping, yes, Sea-Watch on helping people that are crossing the center Mediterranean uh, Sea, uh, helping the refugees there. But yeah, just because I just remember now I still have my coins, I have to drop it inside. So I've done it. I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling better now. Well, uh, I don't know. Awesome. Thanks a lot for uh, letting us discover a bit more and a lot of tips about planning mountain bikes and actually also the couch potato feature it was on point it's exactly i will i don't know i think i'm gonna actually add it to my to my name in komoot that's super perfect stefano coach potato it's so everybody will know that and actually also to share with us all the cool vibes and cool spirit of doing also mountain bike with the playful spirit and uh, with the enjoyment spirit that and exploration spirit that we all can have without having categories of bike involved on in that so thanks a lot i don't know if you have anything else that you want to add basically because otherwise i don't want to conduct it super strictly if you have anything else just shoot i would take it as a no if you don't talk huh? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Cool. Then I will take it really as a no. Uh, thanks really. <laughs> thanks really a lot for being here. Maybe another little thing that I want to say uh, before saying goodbye is that remember that I don't want to make it super... Because for me, actually, the collaboration that I have, the partnership that I have with Komoot is really collaboration on having super cool topics and stuff. But I'm super happy of having also something to offer to my audience. That is, if you still are not on Komoot, just go on komoot.com backwards slash g like greenland and then into the code write broom and then you will basically register to komoot you can start exploring also with an extra region on your belt and then from there you can move forward and use almost all the tips that we talked about today thanks a lot for being with me here today eleanor and gabby thank you i was for having us <laughs> I was actually going to say you can uh, follow Elle and um, myself on Kamut and then you can actually really see what we've been talking about. Yes. <laughs> go riding. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And probably you're going to see it a bit more in the exploration adventure side and not only, ah, let's see how many kilometers Elle got this year or how much is her FTP or whatever. No, let's see how gnarly is going to be next walk or descent on the mountain bike. I can completely see your point. But if I actually... Yeah. 
if I actually well, learn... I was say... Oh, sorry, go, go. No, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was going to say it'll be like the adventures and misadventures of Ellen Gabby. <laughs> my thing at the moment is like incorporating a, a wild swim into the middle of my bike ride. So also winter time. Yeah, that you get back on the bike and you warm up. It makes sense. It makes and actually yes, <laughs> I, I'm gonna do it. The, I'm gonna. I would have done the same actually. I usually do it when I go for hikes. Uh, in the winter, sorry, in summer, you arrive at three or four thousand meters. You go up. Then there is this super pristine alpine lake and then you say ah, i can have a swim there it's gonna be super anyways it's super hot out there then you go in and the lake is basically probably 17 18 degrees the temperature of the water it's funny but you go out you're right and you warm up so it's perfect but yeah if i learned something i was saying today from you that i would never trust uh gabby on her <laughs> planning <laughs> Because I will always double check the altitude and I will never trust Eleanor in her planning because I really need to. I will go, worst case scenario, I will go for the most suspended of my bike when I'm going with Eleanor and with this bigger f cassette when I'm going with Gabby. That's the thing that I learned. <laughs> no, I'm planning so on finding an e-bike for the next time I have to go riding with Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> I can see definitely the point. I can see definitely the point. Anyways, I really, really hope that at a certain point soon or at a certain point we're going to have a cool ride together. We can decide with what oh, bikes. Yeah. This would be actually something that I will uh, I will put in my goals for more or less. First of all, we, we are going to do that, hopefully. Oh, yeah. You're welcome to Amazing. ride with us anytime. <laughs> yes, perfect. 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 Also walk. As I was saying, we can also do walks. Even if you should not misconsider also walking can be it's super challenging. So yeah, but you're welcome oh, yeah. anytime you want to come over or pass by or whatever here from Switzerland. I have the bicycle room that is actually the guest room. So it would be the we can put more bicycles there and also more guests. It's perfect. My girlfriend and I will be super happy. Cool. Thank <laughs> awesome. you. Thank you. Well, thanks a lot. And yes, I will talk to you soon. Thanks a lot for all the tips and stuff. Enjoy your day. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Couch potato. Couch potato. I'm thinking really strongly that I want to make a team or maybe another podcast called Couch Potato. I think I need to do it. I can make some t-shirts, I just uh, put some stickers on my bike, Couch Potato, and a coffee brand. A coffee brand called Couch Potato. Yes, I'm gonna do it. I'm 100% sure that this is gonna break the word. I'm not gonna say the internet because couch potatoes are not made for internet, but they are made for TV. So TV advertising, couch potato stuff. Yes, yes, yes. I definitely gonna do it. Keep being posted and I will make something with this couch potato thing. Well, people, I hope you enjoyed this talk. Thanks a lot, Hel. Thanks a lot, Gabby. It was awesome. Now I know a lot more on how to plan perfectly my rides and everything else but still my mountain bike rides with Komoot and I know what I have and what I have not to do while I'm gonna ride with the both of them with Ella and Gabby because I, as I can understand they are super strong both in technical parts and also in the fitness side so yeah yeah let's see let's see Thanks a lot for the support, Helen Gabby. Thanks a lot for the support, Komoot. And remember, everybody, you can go to komoot.com slash G like Greenland, write the code BROOM, and there you can really enjoy the most 
that you can the free region that you're gonna get for free to all of you people thanks a lot for making it till here uh, to the last episode of the drop to flat podcast let me know if you want to know more if you want another season i think i'm gonna do it anyways even if i truly believe that now that i unlocked the level of mountain bike also into the broom wagon world I will need or probably I will not but anyways mountain bike is going to be completely integrated to the classic planning of the show or the podcast of the broom wagon thanks a lot for that but especially thanks a lot everybody who took part to it first of all I will start from the end thanks a lot to Ellen Gabby and thanks a lot for Komoot for this amazing interview and also for all the supports that you gave me for the guests that we invited to have here in this podcast and i'm talking for example thanks a lot for the support of having for example dom and trash free trails in this episode it was just amazing dom you gave me tons of ideas tons of ideas for guests tons of ideas for the title for example tons of ideas for the covid jar for everything thanks a lot for that thanks a lot cory it was probably the funniest conversation i've ever had in the podcast life and i can tell you for sure Corey, that you were one of those guests that talked more than me but if all the inspiration arrived to make this mini series happens well this was something that came directly as well from you and thanks a lot kati amazing 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 tips on all technicalities on how to manage the kick in the get in into the mountain bike world technicals and everything as well as everything that you need to train to enjoy cycling on mountain bike at its best and thanks a lot as well to gabriel gabriel amadeus tiller on riding us on the best trails in oregon and also in the best attitude of traveling there and if i can suggest you something people out there if you go to the oregon timber trail website it's oregontimbertrail.org in the section of the news there is an amazing article right now that talks about inclusivity and the title of it is everyone is welcome on the oregon timber trail hate is not go there i'm gonna put probably also in the description down below a link go there read it and really thanks a lot gabe for all this inspiration and thanks a lot to little james arnold who made the amazing illustration and animation that it has been it is gonna be uh the yes the cover and the presentation of all the episodes that i sent out i have to say thanks to him for the amazing instagram stories that he prepared the amazing cover that he prepared the amazing animation man you are so talented and i'm super happy of having you from time to time on this project together and having you as a friend it's super great that's it i would say for the drop to flat mini series i hope you enjoyed give me any of your feedback people and if you want me to continue on this kind of side of the world if i should integrate it into the broom wagon if i need to add to keep as i would love to do drop to flat as the main title of another mini series just let me know Calamaro CC on Instagram or Broom Wagon Club still on Instagram. Hello at calamaro.cc. That's my email. Send me there your messages and everything is going to be super fine. Remember, if you want to support me, it's super important for me that you subscribe, share or comment, review, do whatever in any of your apps for podcasts. And if you want, just drop me some coins or just 
buy me a coffee at coffee the broom wagon is down there in the description below you will find uh, the link well what should i say nothing else thanks a lot for following me till here and we will talk again i will talk and you will listen if you want to talk just give me a shout soon again with the normal planning of the broom wagon podcast probably in one week or so thanks a lot and talk to you soon it sound right boy